Hi, and um, welcome to the third recording of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. Um, if you're not, you've not cottoned on yet, my name is Anu, founder of MindSwan. Um, it's a company which I founded through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, paid media, and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. That's right, Microsoft Excel. So in yesterday's discussion, Kirk Williams of Zato, did I say that correctly, Kirk? Anyway, I'm going with that. Kirk led this week's discussion about using PPC to market to the full funnel. Um, and he started not just by introducing the topic, but also giving us a few acronyms to help save on those, you know, pesky character limits. So he says that we're going to be using some shorthand today. Here's a quick cheat sheet. Um, tofu, as in T-O-F-U, top of the funnel, mofu, um, as M-O-F-E-U, middle of the funnel, really not cursing at you, I promise. Yes, was wondering about that. <laughs> and then bofu, um, yep, you guessed it bottom of the funnel that's bofu b-o-f-u um okay let's get started um and you dive straight in with question one define what full funnel marketing means to you feel free to note synonyms for full funnel in your explanation um hashtag pbc chat of course uh, and so he goes in um with an answer saying finding ways to advertise and track the customer in every stage of the customer journey from brand demand generation to closing and the sale. Um, and then John Kagan, and that's at John Kagan, um, goes with an answer says, always effing forget when this starts. Basically, I see it as a multi-touch impression media that progresses you along the shopping journey, assume three to five hits. And then Tom, Tom Wagner comes in with, in context of PPC, I guess full funnel marketing makes sense. But for a lot of B2B companies, the final stages and mid funnel in some instances of the funnel should be handled by salespeople. When you're talking about a 100K lifetime value automation stops. Um, Michael Fleming then answers with, for me, it means strategically targeting prospects with segmented ad copy offers landing pages based on where they're likely at the purchase, where they're likely at in the purchase process. And so then Robert Brady then goes in one tweet, tough question. But here goes, paying attention to users at any stage of the process, from interest all the way to closed customer and marketing to them accordingly. And then Joe Martinez comes in with his answer saying, have strategies in place from discovery through conversion. How do you market to users in every, st every each and keep them moving to the next step? Um, Brooke Osmondson, who is like um, a veteran of this uh, PC chat, I feel, a very interesting one, I find. Um, top to bottom marketing, reaching users who don't even know about you yet to people who have purchased or converted somehow and everything in between. Um, and then Eric Marshall then replies to um, Joe Martinez's response of um, have strategies in place from discovery through conversion. How do you market to users in every each? Um, how do you market to users in every each and keep them moving to the next step? So Eric Marshall um, pretty much just goes same smiley face. Um, and then Mary Hartman then goes with full funnel to me is one speaking to brand familiar audiences like friends, 
Two, not trying to sell your product to cold, cold audiences who do not care. That was with dots in between them. Do dot dot not dot care dot. Um, three, ensuring different audiences are given the proper offer given their level of the funnel. And then Natalie Barreda, which is at Natalie Barreda, um, answers the question. It's understanding how potential customers engage with your brand from the first billboard they drive by to the final branded search that resulted in the conversion. Being intentional about driving them down to the funnel, marketing to them according to the stage they're in. Um, Mark Irvine, which is at Mark Irvine 89, goes, not all people need your solution yet. Let's fix that. Um, and so, yeah, and Kirk, Kirk then replies to um, um, PPC Hartman. Um, and that is uh, Mary Hartman. Um, yeah, he actually gave the whole point one, two, three, four of the stages of the of the funnel going i like that you're going to tactics here not just sticking with philosophy though in my opinion your number two could be opportunity for trying to initially win those people over start warming them up per se and if we go back to what um mary hartman's point by point was and remind ourselves of what number two um, actually was it was not trying to sell your product to cold audience to cold audiences who do not care um, and so yeah Mary Hammer replies with um, good answer to, Mil to um, Milwaukee PPC that's Joe Martinez um, saying good answer I feel that moving audiences along from step to step is often forgotten when you're looking too closely at your funnel um, and then I actually definitely replied um, to Joe Martinez as well with um, this is, yeah, how I would define it. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's all about having a strategy in place from discovery through to conversion. It's not necessarily about, you know, one channel, seeing which channel works the best and knowing how to market to different users. And it might not be, you know, the just just PPC that's involved in that journey. We definitely know that there are multiple channels that can help with the journey of a consumer. Okay, now Kirk then goes with, looks like we're all very similar in our thoughts on tracking, optimizing to the user journey. Now onto question two. Um, and then Robert Brady comes in with, you've got to give us more time for a big old question like that, Kirk. And uh, I do agree with that, but hey, we haven't, we had an hour, we have an hour and loads of questions to go through. So um, worthy to move on. Um, question two comes in with overall, what score out of 10 would you give to the PPC industry as a whole broad brush alert in how we do tracking, managing and educating on full funnel marketing with PPC? Um, now, Nate Velasquez, which is Nachi Vela, um, comes in with his answer to question one, saying, I have a strategy in place to guide the customer from first contact through conversion. This can be across multiple channels or platforms or a single source. Now, um, Brooke actually comes in with part two to her um, question one, saying that I have a client stuck in the sale mode where everything is on sale to every person. It's detrimental. Thank goodness we're on the right path of re-strategizing their funnel. Yeah, it's always good when um, you get to the point where you have explained 
why a certain strategy is not working with the client and proving why it's not the best way to go and you can move to new ways and see hopefully see new results um now joe martinez then answers with um to answers question two saying so tough to answer i'd give it a five at best but not always the marketer's fault getting client to buy in on full funnel strategy is the hardest part tough to change the mindset of sales and roi only um, and then Michael Fleming replies with, so true, I have a client that gives me a dirty look every time I mention anything other than ways to get direct conversions fast. Um, and then Natalie replies with, that last click mentality holds so many advertisers back from their full potential. And then Kirk Williams agrees with that saying, oh, it's a death blow, which I definitely totally agree with that. Um, now, Brig then replies to um, question two saying, on an awareness scale, I would give it a seven, but an, on an implementation scale, maybe a four. We hear so often about reaching the user at the right time, right message, but how many of us are effectively doing this, whether it's our issue or client issue? Um, and then going on to... Um, Kirk Williams then replying to Brooke, just like right immediate that that tweet I just read, saying that this is a great note. So here's where I admit it bugs me whenever anyone says something like this. We're failing 97% of site visitors when only 3% convert. I think that's treating everyone as at the same place in the funnel, which is detrimental to real marketing. And then Mark Irvine comes in with his answer to question two saying, like a six, we've got a hammer and we love our hammer, but not everyone is nails. That is very true. Not everyone should be treated in the same way, even though we've got a great tool that works. We need to know the right customers that our channel is going to work towards. Um, and then Natalie Beretta go, goes in with um, her answer to question two. Oh gosh, maybe a five-ish. I think my programmatic team would score us lower. <laughs> LOL. Um, to be honest, I think we want to track and manage full funnel, but I don't think most of us have access to the technology we need to, to be able to do that. Um, and then she goes in with... Um, I guess going those conversions are all mine <laughs> um and then i actually reply with um or have the fear of the unknown and just think it's too expensive shocking as our advertising world is you've got to spend the money to make money so yeah you've got to spend money to make money and if you've don't use the right tool, spend the money towards the right tool. You're not going to be getting the right results or you're not going to be seeing the right results of actually what your campaign is or could be doing. Um, and then Mary Hartman then replies um, to Kirk's um, tweet about, I like that you're going to tactics here, not just sticking into philosophy. Um, and then she goes, yeah, sometimes I can get really harsh with my, the audience doesn't give a crap drum pounding, especially in passive channels like social and display. I take the fatalist perspective by default because it can be so difficult to get the leads warm. Um, and then Kirk replies with, haha, I do too. Real marketing is so hard. Um, and then, yeah. Then Kirk Williams then replies to Tim Wagner's um, comment about in context of PPC, I guess full funnel marketing makes sense and replies with a yes, yes, yes. Stay tuned for future questions on this very thing. 
Now, I actually come in with an answer to um, question two, saying I think I'd give it a six. I think we still focus too much on our keyword level ROI um, or CPA and just give up on bidding on certain areas instead of thinking of strategies to gain those customers in a different way. But I'm sure that's not 100% of brands or agencies. So, yes, of course, Kirk um, mentioned that is very much like a broad stroke, but won't definitely apply to all um or companies so yeah then Nate Velasquez then comes in about a six I've seen more PPCs talk about connecting different platform Salesforce into AdWords for example and start to set up MQLS or true CPA metrics this has been a focus of mine for 2018 um, and then Jim Banks actually comes in a little bit late um, he's answering question one saying wow killer opening question um, for me, full funnel marketing is utilizing all channels and all stages synchronously, synchronously to move visitors through from being casual visitors to evangelists. We are a hotspot partner and we live the whole tofu, mofu, bofu philosophy. So that's top of funnel, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. Um, and yeah, and then Kirk comes in with his answer to question two saying, I would give 2018 PPC as a five out of 10. I think there are parts of PPC where people are really intensely straining for marketing to the full funnel. Um, but there are also a lot of us still obsessed with chasing directly tracked single channel ROAS. Um, and so, yeah, and then Michael Fleming then um, continues with this is why the ultimate website metric is task completion rate by primary purpose. And that was um, in reply to prior to um, Kirk Williams saying that this is a great note. So here's where it I admit it bugs me whenever anyone says something like we're failing 97 percent of site visitors when only three percent convert. Um, We've got Joe Martinez then coming in with just because we're doing a display or YouTube doesn't mean it serves the proper step in the funnel, especially if your discovery ads are just pushing hard sales right away. And then Eric Marshall gives an answer to question two saying, I'd give the industry as a whole maybe a five. Seems like there's a lot of this is how we'll fill the entire funnel, articles, presentations, etc. But when it comes to actual implementation in accounts, it's just not always happening. Um, and then Mary Hartman comes in with her reply saying, I'm going to cut out your broad brush in two and give social marketers a five and search marketers a three. I feel that outside of remarketing or RLSA, search marketers get stuck on selling and not nurturing or offering soft in content to colder audiences, in my honest opinion. And yeah, I do agree with that. And even when we do um, RLSA or remarketing, I don't think we're as strategic in, in you know defining all the different possible audiences and knowing how we plan on targeting them um so yeah we shouldn't just be stuck on selling um but actually work on nurturing and offering soft content to cold audiences just as mary says um and then Jim Banks goes to his answer for question two, saying, I think the PPC purists better look in the rear view mirrors. Um, a lot of inbound marketing peeps are now leading with PPC and paid social before content over S or SEO. I think the PPC industry has created a lot of, of siloed expert 
who know Google or Facebook, but not all channels. Yes, I do think it's a problem, which is why I'm very grateful right now that my, um, with the clients that I'm working with right now, I actually sit right directly next to um, the one of the, the Facebook managers. So I'm going to be learning a lot more about Facebook. Um, and then Natalie Beretta then replies to Joe Martinez is just because you're doing display or YouTube doesn't mean it's a, the proper step in the funnel. Then she replies with this 100%. That's like having a billboard that says, get a quote now. I'm driving. I can't do that. Tell me why I should get a quote. Make me want to engage with your brand again. That's advertisers not serving the right message at the right time. Yes, and you'd probably get stopped by a police officer if you start trying to get a quote while you're driving. So don't do that. Um, and then Kirkwell then goes with, I've been interested to see the grading be much more consistent than I would have expected. Apparently, we all see there's a lot of room to grow in this in PPC. Great. Let's go to question three. Um, and then in question three, um, Kirk asks, what are limitations to PPC we need to be aware of when considering the full funnel of marketing? So the entire customer journey. Um, and then in reply to this, um, and then he goes, cough, cough, cough. What P, P Ranch um, already, in PR Ranch even, already noted, that's um, Tim Wagner. And then he replies with, I'll play again. PPC is great um, because it reaches people with intent. The this you know close to 10 percent must most ready to buy however it does nothing to reach the 90 percent of people who don't know yet they want your product or services mass marketing is still real nice clock um and then matthew de cure which is a matt who is matt, at matt basically says i'd say on a related note ppc ppc cannot create a demand for anything display and such can help but throwing budget at ppc won't suddenly make people buy a thing and natalie barada then replies in with i wish i had a dollar for every time i've said paid search is an intent-based medium i have a lot of dollars yes and i totally agree with that and coming with the answer going my version is that it's a poll strategy the consumers need to be there desiring or pulling on our products for it to be worth us advertising so yes there's advertising there's pull and push and the display outdoor tv those are the ones that are much the push strategy of like hey hey we're here you know and then when they want us they pull into um using um channels like ppc and that's where we need to make sure that we're there when they actually start searching for us that's the whole point of search engine marketing i'd say and then Cole McRae then replies with PPC will always be a near end of the funnel channel. It's great in that place, but can be challenging for new brands. Speaking of brand, PPC is heavily affected by it, something many don't take into account. Yes, I have definitely seen that when I've tested not bidding on on brand and we've seen our performance quite dwindle a bit and most of the time most accounts especially the current ones i i manage brand performs much better um than generics and then kirk Willem replies to um call mccray saying i think this is going to depend heavily on how we define ppc so stay tuned for more question i disagree in my definition of ppc that it will always be bofu that's the um, bottom of funnel
And then Michael Fleming replies with your ability to target the right spot in the funnel with the right messaging offers, etc., is directly related to the targeting options you use and or are given by each platform. Um, and then Josh B, which is at JDB46, replies with branding on all caps. Hard to brand a product that people aren't aware of. That's where display or social can help. And then Matt Lozer then replies with, we can't guarantee that we are reaching the target audience that we want to see our ads. Remarketing and interest targeting help, but not perfect. And then John Akagan then replies with, ongoing struggle, especially in big operation, is remembering to pull in, oh sorry, let's start that again. Ongoing struggle, especially in big operations, is remembering to pull in media outside of PPC to build um, into your funnel. We aren't silos, but we act like it often. And then Joe Martinez then comes in with his answer to question three, saying um, in B2B, we need to have an understanding of conversion value. If you don't have access to a CRM, sales staff feedback, etc., you are starting the race with a hand tied behind your back. And that's very true. Um, Jim Banks comes in with his answer to question two, saying as far as a score, I'd say at the very best, our star practitioners are maybe seven out of 10, but most I see are four out of 10 are best, too many holes in the media plans. Um, and then Robert Brady then replies with, I think in-house PPC people are doing better than agency signed, but overall it's an area of improvement for virtually everyone. And then um, Natalie Beretta replies with, do you think I'm in I'm house? I'm <laughs> sorry, I think she meant in-house. Do you think in-house folks are doing better because they have more access to data, technologies, and really a bigger picture um, across the whole funnel. Uh, and then Robert Brady replies with, I think it's because in-house people are more focused. One client versus many allows you to go deeper. And most in-house people are interacting with the entire marketing team and probably sales too, like Brooke Osmondson said. Um, and yeah, I totally agree with that. When I actually work client side with the likes of like Premier Farnell, especially, I really was able to see um, the different channels and even with Zoopla, we'd actually talk with the sales team, you know, so that we can really explain to them what's important um, and what's going on in paid search and what's, you know, based on what, how they're chatting with your salespeople, what's actually working. So, um, yeah. So then the last question replies with access or accuracy of your client's data. I recently asked a client um, that their close what their close rate was like from PPC. And they said they have no real data because their sales force, sorry, because their sales force tracking was all jacked up, frowny face. Um, and then Mark, Mark Irvine um, then goes in with a reply saying that I think PR Ranch said it best. At the end of the day, people are more than the sum of their online actions. Your full funnel includes everything from word of mouth to the word of your sales team and current customers. And then Brooke Osmondson said, then um, comes in with um, uh, part two to her answer to um, question three, saying, there are also offline efforts being made, most likely, and it's difficult to measure how those integrate with online efforts. Um, and then Jim Bags replies with the limitations are the same to most of the usual questions about PPC generally, a lack of skilled people who understand more than the immediate remit of their role. The funnel is like a really race. Everyone in the process passes the baton to the next person. 
it's a very good good way of this um good analogy um for you know doing customer journey well um, and then yeah with Kirkman Lems then goes in with um to answer um PR ranches which is who's Tim Wagner noted we can't close the deal there's a ton of stuff outside our control as PPCs the offer phone rep quality website speed etc all of this has a major impact on marketing and says even for PPCs who control the landing page it's only a time of it's only a tiny part of the funnel that makes it a continually complex challenge for us um, and then Jim Banks, Jim Banks replies that is why I'm somewhat reluctant to do pure performance compensation you don't control the entire environment um, Kirk replies with a thousand percent why I don't either a few other things but that's a huge part for me as well why should my fees suffer because you made a bad sales hire um, and then Jim Banks replies, or you smash it and deliver great results and they run out of stock. So you del your delivery suffers and so does your income. I'm cool with accountability. Yeah, and then it'll go, we're getting with um, Eric Marshall giving a reply to question three saying with limited budget accounts, it's challenging to get buy-in to allocate spend to mid-top funnel areas that may not be showing directly tracked sales or conversions. Yes, and that's always the issues of, of um, clients just going, oh, that's not working, let's just stop um, um, spending money in that area instead of thinking of strategies to actually gain those customers um, and then I put in a, an answer to question three saying the ability to define and optimize your customer conversion rate i.e. not the keyword conversion rate also getting all channels on board to work towards that number definitely including the sales team and then Greg Young um, then gives his answer to question three saying marketing across platforms to the customer based on their points on the funnel can be difficult, i.e. Tofu in Facebook might have only engaged with an ad or completed a video view. They haven't been pixeled yet, so you can't hit them on Google yet to move them through funnel. And then Jim Backs then goes um, a general answer. The sooner everyone involved in the securing of leads or sales work collaboratively and not in silos, the more likely they will get full funnel marketing working for them. And then, yeah, Robert Brady then go, comes in with, and everyone who carried the baton wins, not just the person who crosses the finish line. And that's in reply to Jim Banks saying that, you know, the funnel is like a relay race. Everyone in the process passes the baton to the next person. Um, and then Natalie Barreto goes in with her answer with question three saying, um, echoing that what many have said, but yes, PPC really plays a small part in the overall funnel. The more aware that we are, the more impactful we can be to our clients' businesses, ask questions, get feedback, talk about the business. And then Mary Hartman replies to, um, to question three saying it's hard to get attribution right and the vendors are trying to help like google adwords has made a ton of attribution updates but it's tough more of, most of my more of my clients are moving to visible these days um and then a uh, natalie barreda then replies to um to literally what Mary has just said about Visible, saying, I wish I had a client on Visible. I really want to get a chance to play around in there. Um, and then Kurgo comes in with, okay, we've been doing a bit um, doing a bit with philosophical question. Great, great answers all. Let's get into actual tactics with question four. Um, and then, yeah, before Kirko actually um, give his question four, Mary Hartman then replies to Natalie Beretta about... Um, 
what's the what was the tool i think it was visible visible even and that's b-i-z-i-b-l-e um then she replies it it's pretty rad i have some saas clients some SaaS clients who understand the funnel is mega long like beyond 90 days up to a year thankfully they are patient and curious to see how multiple content offers drive different engagement the data is fun and um yeah and then when he actually in reply to his okay we'll be doing a bit of with philosophical philosophical questions and let's go into actual tactics um Kirk replies to himself saying one thing i'll note here is that i'm using ppc in the broad definition paid search display paid social i realize it's confusing which is why i'm noting my intention in these next question um so his question goes, question four comes in with, how do you target top of funnel with PPC? Any complexities or things we need to think through in tofu? Um, and then um, and then I'm actually going to go a little bit back because there's actually a nice little thread that I missed here, which is was in reply to Tim Wagner's um, saying that I'll play again. PPC is great because it reaches people with intent. The 10% are most ready to buy. However, it does nothing to reach the 90% of people who don't know yet. They want your produce or service. Mass marketing is still really nice. A clock. Um, and then Matthew Dequeer, which is Matt, Matt basically, says that I'd say on a related note, PPC cannot create demand for anything. Display and such can help, but throwing budget at PPC won't suddenly make people buy a thing. Um, and even though I have read that, I haven't read um, Jeremy Krantz's reply saying I disagree. PPC, PPC can hone in on people's intent at a keyword level and then funnel them down to an e-com experience that will lead to sales. And then Kirk William then goes, can I take the middle ground? Paid search is by default not demand generation, but you can easily identify top of funnel keywords and target to create demand for your specific client. And then Matt replies going, but I also think is a good answer, but I also think is a good answer to question four. Identify top of funnel quest keywords, devoting some strategy there. Um, and if you can't go in directly, try going in sideways first. And then Kirk Willem replies, agreed. Example, someone typing new ideas for redecorating kitchen and targeting them with smart kitchen countertop ads might be an example here. They weren't technically thinking about changing countertops and now you've made them curious. And then Kirk um, continues with warning, can burn a lot of cash that way if not done well in 2018 AdWords CPC. And Tim Wagner replies, the same answer as mine with different words. Ha ha. Got to think of the funnel as bigger than just your funnel. And then Kirk um, replies with a PPC mind meld um, gif with his. Uh, and then Matt replies, yeah, I'd agree with you both. Getting that buy-in from clients, C-suite, is the tough part of that scenario. Kirk Willen replies, so tough. And then Tim Wagner replies, it's nice to be the client who wants to spend more money. Me right now. And then Michael Fleming replies with, absolutely, I have a client that has a really simple micro-conversion. We use paid search to introduce searches to the company and its product. Many of those initial searches become subscribers eventually. And then we get Joe Martinez then replying to question four, saying variety of ways from users who just signed up for your email list, visited your booth at a trade show, engaged with videos on YouTube, create audiences from these first interaction, then remarket speaking to what the user did. 
And then, yeah, Mary Hartman then replies with, yes, keywords can shine a light on the funnel level, like cost, compare price, purchase, buy, trial, competitor keywords, etc. Can show the user's interest at bottom of the funnel. And top of funnel, soft keywords can be targeted with, targeted with more content, education, brand awareness, offers, etc. Um, and that's in replies to um, Jeremy Crant saying that I disagree. PPC can hone in on people's intent at keyword level and then funnel them down to an e-com experience that will lead to sales. Um, so that's a good agreement in there for knowing intent um, from keywords. And then Steve Hammer then replies to question four saying three things. Um, remember the problem your target is trying to solve. Don't ask too much at first contact. And most of all, have a plan to move them to the next step. And then Jim Banks replies to question four saying, we're using a lot more GDN YouTube programmatic display to get a colder audience categorized cookies. In particular, Gmail ads are great for high volume views. We've also moved around the default channels to allow display to get more love overall. And then Robert Brady then goes in with a reply to question four saying, if you go tofu with keywords, you need to spend as much time on the negative keyword research since intent gets more fuzzy as you move up the funnel. Gotta get rid, gotta get rid of kids searching for homework answers. Um, and then Kirk's answer to um, question four is, we typically use GDM brand awareness campaigns with plenty of audience segmentation and social advertising. YouTube ads are another great way to generate interest affordably. Smart keyword research can be more tofu as well. Um, um, and then Mary Hartman then replies to um, question four going tofu. The name of the game for me is weeding out students. Googling test answers, SAS man, test abroad, learn what works in SQR, give education offers, white papers, courses, guides, blog content. It's always worth a test if users are tough to convert from soft keywords. And then Brooke, Brooke Osmondson then gives a reply um, to Robert Brady saying, I love when they have call tracking and I can listen to calls. Some phone calls get answered by people who come across as salty, combative, moody, and that will kill any piece of efforts, no matter how good. Um, and then she Brooke replies with saying, I used to have access to our online chats with salespeople, realized how much of a disconnect there was. These people were not properly trained and it led to a whole training initiative and then jim banks replies saying the cpm rates for those types of tactics also much cheaper um, than facebook so creating remarketing lists for qualified visitors is cheaper and more effective um, and this is his um, in continuation to his answer of question four saying we are using a lot more gdn youtube programmatic display to get a colder audience categorized or cookied um and then, yeah, Natalie Barreto then replies to question four, saying that I've been 100% team GDN lately. Custom affinity, custom intent, Gmail ads, in-market audiences. I'd admit I'm not a fan of insane keyword build out since normally the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I tend to find a bigger impact with display or Facebook or programmatic. Um, 
And then in reply to that, Copeland then goes, especially identify great GDM placements, forums, etc. And specifically targeting them is a great tofu strategy. And that's Liberetta then replies saying, yes, I actually have been playing around. We're using my best performing placements that fall under similar things and using those to create custom affinity audiences. And I've seen some great success. Um, and then Martin... Mary Hartman then replies to um, Steve Hammer's three things. Remember the pl- problem your target is trying to solve. Don't ask too much at first contact. And most of all, have a plan to move them to the next step. And Mary Hartman replies with here, here. Um, and then Steve Hammer then replies to Mary Hartman's um, question of tofu. The name of the game for me is weeding out students. And I reply, his reply is, the test answers is a big one. Any specific tips? And Mary Hartman replies with, I have a big list for different clients with words like principles are, filling the words different ways, like five different ways. The queries are god awful long and pre-qualifying ad copy doesn't work. They just click, click, click. Gotta be diligent with negatives. Um, and then Steve Hammer then replies with, I really wish in college was a demo exclusion. And then Robert Brady replies to them saying, I've had a lot of luck with n-gram analysis. You find that question writers are peculiar. Um, Phrases like, for example, or give examples, pop out as do typical question phrases like, how much does. And then we've got Tim Halloran. Um, replying to Brooke Osmondson's um, tweet saying, I used to have access to our online chats with salespeople. And we la- realized how much of a disconnect there was. And he replied with, agreed, this happens so easily. I always say right out of the gate to the sales team, something along the lines of, if you're noticing good or bad trends, trends, tell me right away. I'm promoting your closing. I can't improve lead quality if you don't talk to me. Yes, that's an important thing. Lead quality was always a problem with our previous clients. And we uh, we needed to make sure we worked well with the sales team to help improve that. So then Kirk Williams then comes in with, OK, a more difficult one for question five. Let's think through a MoFu and so at the middle of funnel. Um, and so he, he asked, how do you target mid a funnel with PPC? Any complexities or things we need to think through in MoFu? Um, and I actually want to go to a thread that I almost missed. This was um, Craig Young's reply to um, question four, actually, um, where um, Kirk had asked, how do you target top of funnel with PPC? And Greg Young replies with lookalike audiences, demographics, interests. Um, and then Tom Wag- Tim Wagner then replies with um, awesome stuff, but not PPC meaning keyword search ads, right? Now you're talking about display or video ads and you pay on a pay click, you pay on a per click basis when possible. That's a real semantic issue for the industry. And then Kirk actually comes in with, I broadened the definition out in a previous tweet, PPC, including paid search, GDN, paid social, etc. And then um, Kirk replies with, my reasoning is PPC has evolved as a term into more than strictly paid search, regardless of how the cost is accrued at CPM, etc. Um, and I definitely, yeah, I agree with that. But that that's when I usually say paid media. So when I say paid media, everybody's usually in, including PPC as well as display, as well as social. And, and yeah, 
and yeah and gdn and such and etc um tim wagner then replies with um i think it has only evolved in the minds of practitioners though from experience your clients probably still define ppc narrowly as paid search and Kirk replies with that's an interesting point i need to think about that one more but i can see that and then going a little bit back again to um the chat about um you know salespeople and making sure they're doing you know their work well um so brooke has said that i used to have access to our online chats with salespeople and we realized how much of a disconnect there was tim halloran replied with us or something like that i've had clients get fed up and completely stop search and social because sales and marketing were so siloed and rigid and then brooke replies with our chat people we're more for support, like when someone had a question about personalizing their wedding invites. These people had no clue what they were talking about and we lost a lot of sales that way. Um, and then Cole McRae then goes in with um, his answer to question five, saying, honestly, you just need a buy-in on, in, buy on the fact that the CPAs won't be as great as your BOFU tactics. You need a proper attribution system to give your MOFU tactics the best light possible and show their value and um, then joe martinez replies with ideally with value-based remarketing display on rlsa start proving why your company instead of what you do they already know what you do now and the reply to cole mccray's um question about honestly you just need buy-in on the fact that the cpas won't be as great as your both with tactics kirk william then um, replies with good note and you're speaking heather Cohen's language she's a crm pro i think mofu is the hardest to nail down and then heather Cohen um, replies with ooh fun cpa is the wrong kpi here mofu uh, activities effect Funnel velocity and conversion rate defined. Funnel taxonomy is key. And Cole McRae replies with, I always sell it as lowering the end of funnel CAPA. Um, the better I do at top and middle, the lower the overall CPA will be when they get to the bottom. And then, then Heather Cohen then replies with, which means they have no other channels to utilize other than paid, are burning leads, are not planting the fields and will hit diminishing returns and stay and stall out at any minute. And then Mary Hartman replies with, this is harsh, but true. I've had these clients and it hurts quite bad when they're not feeding tofu. <laughs> Yum. And starving for getting brand relevancy out there among the interested, but not yet ready to purchase audiences. Um, and then Heather Cohen replies with, yup, I see this all day, every day, has become my speciality. So if you guys have clients that need back end help, reach out. And then we get Steve Hammer's reply with, I'm all about comparisons in the auto world. It might be Subaru Legacy versus Camry, where Bofu is trying to get to your dealer. Um, and then Mary Hartman replies with, and then yeah, Mary Hartman actually had replied to Kirk Williams' answer about, um, you know, keyword intent, saying that e.g. someone typing new ideas for redecorating kitchen and targeting them with smart kitchen countertops, ad might be an example here. She replies with, and as a bonus, they're on your site, so they're in your remarketing list now. Make a high engagement focused audience in GA. Use RLSA, broad keywords for high, heavy researchers. Bada boom, remarket, rinse, repeat. And then we get Joe Martinez then replying um, to um, the 
to question five saying also Quora, not going to be a ton of traffic is great for mid funnel. If they're researching questions about potential products, topics, services, etc., they're already past discovery. And then Jim Banks then um, replies to question five saying Mofu is, is usually dangling some bait in respect of moving them on. Add customizers with countdown works well. Create FOMO. All these acronyms making my head hurt. This is where the investment we make in HubSpot comes in. Segmentation, workflow, conditional next steps. Um, and then Kirk William replies with, I think Murphy is the hardest to nail down. And I was curious to hear thoughts on this one. Typically, we see Murphy mixed around in our search campaigns, terms that demonstrate interest but aren't yet ready to purchase. And then Steve Hammer then replies with, I think the hardest part about Mofu is that it's hard to get a good conver conversion here. Top folks are more open, dare I say. Consumption is usually my proxy here. And then um, Natalie Beretta replies to question five saying, typically folks here are in the research comparison phase. So I make sure I'm serving them ads relevant to them and driving them to ideally some type of comparison page. Obviously, re-engaging audiences or even driving them to content is the client um, if the client has great on-site ebooks. And then Steve Hammer then replies to uh, has a part two to his answer to question two, sorry, to question five, saying an and for the love of all that's holy, get those mofus in a list times ten. Um and so Kirk Willen then replies um to Matt basically saying that true, I guess it's how you define the steps. I'm thinking tofu because they don't know how we exist. It goes so a distinct distinction between industry tofu and brand tofu can be made as well. The customer journeys kept more complicated. You think we'd say tofu so many times I'd hunger for it, but I'm a meat eater, so no, I am very good. Um okay then. Then Tim Holleran then goes Hmm, exactly. Mofu is all about teaching people how to choose. And this is a reply to Natalie Beretta's. Um, typically, folks here are in the research comparative comparison phase. So I make sure I'm serving them ads relevant to them and driving them to ideally some type of comparison page. And then Kirk Willem comes in with, all right, last but not least, let's hit that bofu, tofu made with beef. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, and then, yeah, he goes with the question, how do you target bottom of funnel with PPC? Any complexities or things we need to think through in a BOFU? Um, Nate Valer's question um, comes in quickly with his answer to question five, saying, I typically use remarketing lists for users who visited pages but didn't convert. Think add to cart for shopping and campaigns. Um, and then, yeah. Then Steve Hammer then goes, urgencies, they've gotten this far, need to push them off the cliff and choose you or your client. And then Tim Holleran says, um, Steve Halloran says, hit him hard with the hard sell, i.e. buy now, limited time, ends tomorrow, etc. I'd say watch the frequency of calls so you don't irritate them. But at this point, you should know who you are. They should know who you are. So it's less about explaining and more about closing. Totally agree with this, but I think I'll make my comments on that in a tweet later. And then Jim Banks um, then gives a reply to question six, says this is where exclusions, upsells, lookalikes really come into play. And it is important to use the right remarketing method 
observation or targeting on Edwards to on AdWords to close, delight and convert to evangelist. I get so pissed when I buy something and see ads at 50% off. Yes, this is where I reply with this exclamation mark. Um, I gave this tip at um, the SEM Rush podcast I had. I was um, very kindly invited onto with um, David Bain a few weeks ago. Don't show me an amazing deal of something I've already bought. Um, and then, yeah, Mario Hartman comes in with a late answer for question five, saying, I like to slice and dice the site visitors based on their interest mid-funnel. They like specific products or blog posts about said product. I cater to their interest with relevant effort. And then, yeah, PPC chats um, to philosophize. This is from Kirk Williams, saying, Both free is historically where PPCers have hit hard. Tracked ROAS, tracked ROE, tracked CPA. But really, Bofu is simply a natural outworking of good tofu mofu. If we, are, if we as PPC are going to evolve, we've got to get past overhauling Bofu strategies. And then Natalie Beretta comes in with... Um, a response to um, question six saying for B2C and e-com, PBC tends to be BOFU. For B2B, we tend to be closer to MOFU. This is where it comes to having candid conversations with our clients about lead quality, how we can measure those using visible or other CRM integ- integrations and how we can drive wins, not just leads. And then, um, yeah, Tim Wagner then comes in with his response to um, question six saying, we make specific videos for specific segmented lists, interested, applied, almost converted. Hey, you, we know you did X. Complete this next step and you'll get this reward. Show on YouTube and Facebook and send to the appropriate conversion page. Um, yeah, I could see, definitely see that working, but then the... the um, the limitation is that we are not actually allowed to specify anyone that's just searched or even, you know, I even think on YouTube as well um, to actually make it clear that we know who they are, we know what they did. That kind of breaches some of the GDPR, um, yeah, rules and regulations that are coming in place very soon. And then Steve Hammer then replies and says that if you do really have a long, complex funnel, give credit where credit is due. And that's in reply to, to philosophize both is historically where PPCs have hit hard. And then Tim Wagner then replies to Steve Hammers saying, we have a long complex funnel that we're just now able to track appropriately. Every conversion is multi-touch, multi-channel. And Steve Hammer then replies with, it's hard work talking to someone right now about either system of record integration or data warehousing for lifetime value. And I'm straight up giddy. <laughs> that's where I get afraid of data again. That's from Tim Wagner who's replying there. That's where I get afraid of data again. Don't be afraid of data, Tim. I can help you with that. I love data. Data is king. Um, anyway, look, all of our efforts are working together for the good. Awesome. Which ones can we cut out? <laughs> so, yeah, so let's let me read that again in 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 in, in one in one swoop without interrupting. Um, Tim Wagner goes, that's where I get afraid of data again. Look, all of our efforts are working together for the good. And then it goes on with awesome. Which ones can we cut out? That's like some conversation between client and and agency, I guess. Um, and then Kirk Willem then replies to it too. It's like he listens to every client conversation I've ever had. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, Craig Young then comes up with a gift saying the, 
teamwork makes the team dream work and then um Karakata replies to his previous tweet about to philosophize both historically is where pvcs have hit hard goes with i.e you have a conversation with a client where you identify success and shift major budget from tofu gdn social etc to rlsa campaigns you've just strangled the funnel and it will hit at some point and then we get a reply from Cole McRae saying the biggest for me is suppression um got the absolute most out of the bofu dollars by getting rid of as many of the tie kickers as possible customer service negative purchased already equals to negative so customer service equals to negative and purchased already equals to negative yes please do more of that um, and then Jim Banks then replied with, surely purchased already is an opportunity to upsell, get ref- referrals from, get reviews from, get further sales based on historical pa- sales pattern. And then Cole McCray then replies, wouldn't all of those be MoFu? I only exclude for BoFu tactics. The other two would include those people. Um, and then, yeah, in Heather Conan that then um, replies to um, Cole McCray's um, answer of i always sell it as lowering the end of the funnel cpa and this is going back to like a question five um the better i do at top and middle of the lower the overall cpa will be when we get to the bottom and heather cohen says yes you get it nearly every funnel i come across is upside down down tons of leads in the database that came in both and nothing at an earlier stage and then doug r thomas um then comes in with his reply saying that reward is so key a few companies have gotten me on that Twilio in particular with Twilio Quest. Um, and that's in reply to Tim Wagner saying that we make specific videos for specific segment lists. Going, hey, you, we know you did X, complete this next step and we'll get you'll get this reward. And then Heather Kuanadu replies to Mary Hartman's, um, this is harsh but true. I've had these clients and it hurts quite a bit quite bad when they're not feeding tofu and this is in relation to question five and then Kirk Willen then goes with um only 10 minutes left in today's chat really great conversation going on here let's keep moving and yeah it was a lot of conversing here actually on my time it might be going close to an hour and then um Kirk Willem then goes in with question seven how do you report and how you are targeting the funnel to your clients do you should you and then he goes, he goes in with like his response saying, if in-house, hurrah, we love our in-house PPCs, then answer this as in reporting to your boss or the HIPPO, that's H-I-P-P-O. I'm not sure what that acronym means. means. If someone could help me with that, that would be great. Oh, I'll be researching that later. Um, and then Kirkwood Williams replies to, we're still figuring this out, to be honest. We find it looks less like a single reporting view and more like continued ongoing conversations, helping to think in a less channel-specific view and willingness to look at the whole marketing strategy. And then Natalie Beretta has to um, leave us, unfortunately, saying she has to bounce a little early. But thanks to PBC Kirk, well, thanks to Kirk for hosting a really interesting conversation. Now I have to go walk my dog because she's sitting here staring at me, whining, since I decided to PPC chat instead of walk her. Oh, well, I hope she's happy after the walk. Um, 
And then Steve Hammer then replies with, I've always tried to quantify goals along the funnels with dollars. Um, yeah, with, yeah, with um, yeah, a, a certain amount, I assume is what he means in there. If 10% of top make it to a sale, it's worth a fraction of the average sale to me. It's not always right, but it's a stake in the sand. Um, and then, yeah, Tim Holleran, I think this, I believe this is an answer to um, our latest question, to question seven. I don't always explain it to them specifically unless they're very hands-on and start asking me why we're keeping certain TOF or top of funnel campaigns. And I have to explain the funnel to them and how not all campaigns KPIs are created equal just depends on the client, in my opinion. And um, yeah, Mary Hartman pretty much um, agrees with that, saying depends on the client. Some clients care only about the end goal, don't want to hear about the funnel. It takes time to get them to see tofu value. Other clients are dream, give me visible to better evaluate how content offers drive a different lead generation. And then a Michael Fleming then replies saying different campaigns have different KPIs depending on what the purpose is of that stage of the funnel. Um, and then Jim Banks then replies with, we've tried to divide the default channels into something more reflective of a multi-channel world with different tactics. We've also switched to linear attribution where data driven is not an option. And then he gives, um, yeah, an image of all the different um, channels they use. Uh, with a display, video, email, shopping, branded pay search, generate pay third, paid social, direct remarketing, organic search, referrals, social affiliates, other advertising. Um, yeah, and then Kirk William then goes, praise be with this is us pretty much coming to an end in another awesome discussion today. Hopefully it's had us all thinking. Let's end with a tool recommendation question. Um, and then, yeah, Quickly, um, I'll enter with question eight. Speaking of tracking the funnel, what is your favorite CRM and why, if you have specific thoughts? Yeah, Greg Young actually replies with to question seven saying, definitely report it um, in-house. We group campaigns spent across multiple platforms into funnel points, attempt to measure audience size, and then calculate our spend efficiency at progressing people through the funnels. Um, yeah, and then very much just ends the chat there, saying we've reached the end of our chat for today on the funnel and PPC. Um, thanks for participating, and now go track something to last click. Yes, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Have a great one all. Um, I replied with thanks, saying thanks, Kirk, and an absolute fabulous discussion. I learned lots, and it, it's great to know I've got company with some of my frustrations. And yeah, something that I thought as well with Steve, he uh, replies with, did I literally see zero answers for question eight? Has to tell you that there's some flaws to improve in CRM. Um, Kirk William replies with, I thought it was interesting too, or people missed it maybe. And Steve Hammer goes, I didn't, stared at it for two minutes and then started to lurk. I pretty much did the same thing and I said I was waiting eagerly as well. Um, and yeah, and then Mary Hartman then comes in quickly <laughs> with a late, a late answer, Mary, to uh, question eight, saying visible or Salesforce, I'm sorry, visible or Salesforce, HubSpot uh, makes me happy. If you process leads through call tracking, I will like you okay, but I can't promise to not get frustrated at the clunky reporting processes or salesmen not tagging things right in your call dashboard. 
And then Jim Banks comes in with his answer um, uh, to question eight saying, HubSpot, we use it for our own business and clients. They launched their native Shopify integration today. So it could be great for e-commerce um, companies. Um, it has always been great for B2B with longer sales processes and sales marketing team. It's the glue that binds. And yeah, that is the end of um, the PPC chat today. Hope you've enjoyed that. Hope it wasn't too long this time. There were loads, loads of contributions. I'll be listening now all our fantastic um, um, contributors to these chats and the experts who really gave me a lot to mull over and um, to think about and to implement in my strategies. Um, and yeah, hope to catch you guys next week. Speak to you later. Bye.